Hi. Hi. Welcome back to another episode of Inlandingar. I'm back. Um, I have to tell you something funny. I was speaking to a family friend and they said that they like were listening to the podcast and mm-hmm. they were like it was really good. Um, but the first time they listened to it, they couldn't understand it because it sounded like we were um we both drank a bottle of wine each and we're talking incredibly slowly and uh it turned out that they had, had they'd put it on like like minus i don't know like 0.5 <laughs> times so we were talking in slow motion oh and they listened to like almost the whole episode and we're like why are they talking like that <laughs> oh my god you haven't told me that That's no so, funny. so i mean is that even can you do that apparently on some apps you can do it you can okay. listen to it in half time that's funny because we <laughs> and they were like what is this new type of entertainment oh my god. that's so funny i'm wondering like i wanted to check to see that the, that's actually a thing because maybe they recover themselves up Maybe we need to speak faster. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I thought that was funny. That is hilarious. Well, tell them thanks for the feedback. Yeah. <laughs> Probably learned something new from that. Yes, exactly. Um, so how have you been? I think I've been really well. I think I've just been thriving, busy, happy. I'm in school, as you know. Mm-hmm. It's getting easier every day, which is like really good to f- like... To feel like the what you're learning or just no the social just part. just yeah, the social part it was I think it was like it was a challenge the first like four weeks were like really hard yeah if I'm being really honest mm-hmm. um but I feel like I'm getting more into I'm get I'm at least getting more comfortable okay, that's so, so good because there was a time when I was like am I am I ever gonna feel any different <laughs> am I always gonna feel like such a potato yeah um but yeah, it's getting better. Good to hear. Mm-hmm. And it's only been one month, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Two months, I think. Okay, two months. I yeah. mean, yeah. And you have four four years or three years? Three years of this. Yeah. So I think it's it's only going to... By the time I graduate, I'll be happy as a clam. <laughs> You're going to be so good at socializing in Icelandic. That's that's the that's the plan, yeah. hopefully. But it, but it, but it is, has been testing me, for sure. Yeah. But what about you? How are you? How's um, your week been? been good i had a nice weekend i was painting yesterday mm-hmm. maybe i haven't mentioned that i like to paint before but i i've been like experimenting with painting uh for the past year and it's just really fun and nice and i've upgraded i've been buying really big canvases and i feel like anything on a big canvas looks nice looks really <laughs> to be cool. honest. like so yeah if you have the right colors and a big canvas yeah so Do i you find it therapeutic Yes, it can be stressful though. Like I think that it's something good for me to practice because I want some the outcome to look good, mm-hmm. and it's not always going to look good. No, <laughs> when you're experimenting, so you got to be okay with it being a bit shit. Yeah, sometimes. And I'm often doing abstract, which can go really bad, mm-hmm. <laughs> really fast. Like for example, if all the colors start mixing together, and then I just have a brown. <laughs> Canvas, mm. so mm. <laughs> it's a little dirt, a little, <laughs> a little <gank>. dirty. <laughs> <laughs> painting, yeah. No, but I love your home so much. It's filled with just beautiful, bright art. I love it. Yeah, I'm excited to joy. get more into this. Mm-hmm. As the, I think I, I don't do it nearly as much in the summertime. But then once the winter comes, I really jump into it. So yeah, I'm excited and happy mm. about that. Great. Um, other than that, everything is pretty much same old. Same old. I have. I'm going home though. Nice. First time in 20 months, actually. Oh my God. Has it been that long? Yeah. 
almost two years. And yeah, we're going on November 10th until November 30th. So we'll be there over Thanksgiving and it's just going to be really nice. I'm so excited. I, I We talk, Dunne and I talk often about just like what we're going to do in the first few days. <laughs> yeah. Is it going to be warm still? Probably not, but I mean, like a summer's day mm-hmm. in Iceland. <laughs> but it will be maybe a bit crisp, which is also nice. Yeah, there's nothing wrong just with like that. It's like cozy fall feeling. And you'll get an injection of like light as well. Yes. Because by November yeah. it's going to be dark here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually though excited. We arrive on December 1st. So I feel like when we come back, it's just like Christmas. Christmas is going to hit us in the face. Yeah. So I'm excited about that too. And yes. Yeah. Exciting. Should we just jump into what we're going to talk about today? Let's do it. Let's Let us do it. Yes. It's another short and sweet episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to talk about a few things that both of us, we are not experts on. At all. At all. We're both learning still. Learn, yeah. But believe that it's really important thing to talk about. Um, and I think we all have to be talking about it regardless of whether we're experts or not. Exactly. Because I think that is the big problem is that everyone is scared to talk about this. Yeah. Um, I'm scared to talk about this right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, we've been doing some research before, like we knew what what it was about. Mm-hmm. Shall we just tell yeah. what it's about? <laughs> Nobody knows what we're talking about. <laughs> so we want to talk a little bit about xenophobia um, and microaggressions. Mm-hmm. And touch on racism and homophobia as well. Yeah. Because I guess what sparked this conversation was um, I saw in the news that... Um, there's a there's a an MP who recently got elected to the government with Piratar, and she has been receiving so much racist abuse repeatedly and like the most disgusting things that it's been that she had no choice but to go to the police with it. And I don't know, like maybe I'm naive, but I just I was so like disappointed and like kind of shocked to hear that. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a reminder that there is like still a lot of racism mm-hmm. and xenophobia and homophobia. Mm-hmm. There was also horrible news about, you know, like homophobic abuse that's been going on. And um, yeah, just kind of reminded that these conversations clearly still need to be had. Absolutely. I think we, we were talking about this, how when we see this in the news, we just think, you know, we are almost naive to it, thinking yeah. that it's how is this still happening and why are people still like this? Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's quite clear that there are still some crazies out there. Uh, they exist. Yeah. And and it's from a position of privilege that we don't encounter that, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So like, it's very, I can imagine that, it, especially for people of colour, it's extremely grating to hear, oh, you know, especially from like a white or white passing person, oh, there's no racism like in Iceland or that. Yeah. It's, not a, it's not a big deal here. No. Yeah. It's like... How would you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It do, it's not towards you. No. Um, so, yeah. One thing that the in the article about the young the young girl, mm. or should I even say young girl? Young woman. The, the young woman. The woman. <laughs> yeah. The woman <laughs> of the Piratar party. She was just, you know, she has parents that um, are immigrants, and but she was been living in Iceland from what I know yeah, yeah, most she was of her born life here. like born here she's like as yeah. Icelandic as, Icelandic as, as they come yeah. you know and I think that that's people need to get that through their heads is that there are a lot of people like that in Iceland and they're just as Icelandic as everyone else mm-hmm. so get used to that yeah <laughs> she, I think she was even saying this is just like yeah people really 
need to need, get this through yeah. their skull. <laughs> yes, needs to, some somehow needs to get through some people's skulls. Really. It's not a complicated concept, you no. know. No, but clearly some people are having issues with it. Yeah. But on the other hand, um, I don't think those people are listening to this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> and and so we kind of want to move away from, you know, the extremity. Yeah. <laughs> These extreme cases of, you know, people actually being evil. Being evil. Yeah. And moved more towards something that, you know, all of us maybe take part in. Exactly. Because I think it's very easy to look at these like instances of racism and see how horrendous they are and be like, okay, well, that's got nothing to do with me or my family. Like yeah. that that's I'm not racist or homophobic because mm-hmm. I would never, you know, threaten to beat someone up. Yeah. Um but I think that like the danger there is that you like you say, okay, I'm not racist, put it you shelve it and you move on with your life. Mm-hmm. But I think we can all like take a look and see the areas that we can all improve. Yeah. So one thing that we want to point out is that um something called microaggressions and mm-hmm. you would think that most people would know about this but it actually really not mm-hmm. i was in a room with around 15 people and someone asked if we knew what microaggressions meant and i think there were only three people in the room who know what it, who knew what it was mm-hmm. so it's not um a very common thing to know about mm-hmm. but i think it's something that's happening almost every day you know, in Iceland, to yeah. multiple people a day. I think we're all probably guilty yeah. of, of committing some microaggressions towards Definitely. people. So, so do you have a nice definition? Yeah, I, I found this definition um, online. Uh, <laughs> we looked through a couple of them and thought this one is pretty summarizes it pretty well. Um, but then again, we are not experts. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, from my understanding, this summarizes it well. So microaggressions are these everyday, subtle, intentional and oftentimes unintentional probably most of the times Mm -hmm. unintentional interactions or behaviors that communicate some sort of bias toward historically marginalized people Mm -hmm. so it's the little things the little everyday things that you can say that kind of they're little jabs yeah so they're not overtly racist or homophobic or sexist Mm -hmm. but they're little like undermining jabs that like that kind of contribute and if you're for example if you're a black person and you're experiencing microaggressions like 10 times a day you can imagine what that does over a period of months or years mm-hmm. so some examples like the like the classic example um i think um is like oh when somebody like touches someone's hair mm. for example if somebody touches a black person's hair or says can i touch your hair that's like a huge invasion of like personal boundaries in space mm-hmm. and i think it can be really um yeah just offensive and annoying and mm-hmm. rude and uh, ultimately racist when we're talking about race racism on a spectrum yeah for example one thing that i have experienced is if ever like this happened many years ago when i was uh, young like if i would ever come into school with food that was not just english if it was like Nigerian food or something um often people would say oh my god that's disgusting that looks disgusting mm-hmm. like what is that that's a microaggression because yeah. it undermines um another person's culture that's yeah. different from your own mm-hmm. it's a good good example mm-hmm. I think like another um example like one thing I can also just like if I'm going to share also something yeah <laughs> um maybe this is not really a microaggression but perhaps mm-hmm. but like I remember growing up and since my mom was Icelandic and my dad is American, oftentimes people thought that my mom was a runaway bride. 
So they would say <laughs> something. They would like make comments about this to me, just like, did um, did your mom not have it well enough and like good enough in her own country? So she had to come to the United States. Yeah. And I remember being so frustrated, just like, no, like she's not a runaway bride. Like this whole um, runaway bride kind of like concept concept stereotype. Mm. I think in some ways. Yeah, it's a microaggression. Mm -hmm. And we can also talk a little bit about like some of the ways that these microaggressions kind of appear in Icelandic society. Like one of them is maybe, you know, I've heard that people who are maybe not white or have um, don't look white, blonde, blue eyes, people will speak to them in English first or assume that they don't speak Icelandic or even say like, wow, you speak such good Icelandic. It's like, I was born here. I am Icelandic. Exactly. Just because I don't look white... Um, and blonde and blue-eyed doesn't make it impossible for me to be an Icelander. Yeah. I think that would also be... It's so rude, in a way. Yeah. To just assume yeah. somebody doesn't speak Icelandic because of the way that they look. Yeah. That just needs to... That shit needs to sail. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 exactly. People don't need to have, like, white skin, blue eyes and blonde hair yeah. to be Icelandic anymore. So just exactly. We've get that out of, of your minds. Yeah. Um, but I have to tell you, like, I had a really, like, awkward experience because I don't speak Icelandic or, you know, like, I speak English when I'm, like, speaking with other people. And one time I, like, spoke to somebody in Icelandic, no, uh, in English. Yeah. And the person said, like, you know, I'm Icelandic. Yeah. And I was like, no, that's not, I wasn't speaking to you because you didn't look Icelandic. It's like, I don't speak Icelandic. And that was a really awkward, like, interaction because I, of course, didn't want them to think that I was doing exactly what we're talking about. Exactly. This happens to me also mm -hmm. often. I always have to just say like, it's me. Yeah. Like, I'm learning Icelandic, yeah. it's not you. Yeah, like, yeah. We're speaking English for me. Yeah, exactly. Let's just <laughs> lay that on the table. Yeah, that can be awkward. Um, another example that I'd like to touch on quickly mm. is just, for example, if there is some crime, some violence done, you see it in the news. I often hear, especially Icelandic people, asking whether... It was an Icelandic person or a foreigner. Mm -hmm. Because That's so I, annoying. It is, yeah. And I think in a way, it's a bit of a microaggression to like want to believe that it's a foreigner. Mm -hmm. Or that it or matters. Like the, or that it matters. Yeah, exactly. That it matters in the first place. Yeah, exactly. And the insinuation there is like, oh, if this violent thing must have happened, it must have been a foreigner. Yeah. Or it couldn't possibly be an Icelander. Or... Yeah, something like that. Mm -hmm. And that put, like that kind of thing just continues to perpetuate stereotypes about foreigners here in Iceland. Yeah. And I think we can put that in the bin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I agree. I was listening to uh, a podcast, another podcast, it's called Ain Corner, and there was um and there was this uh this guy who had experienced a lot of homophobia really recently. It was in the news. Um and he was talking about some microaggressions that I found really interesting. Um, things that people say that are offensive, that they don't mean to be offensive. For example, he said that um, people often say, oh, great, you can be my gay, gay best friend. And he's like, first of all, I'm not a thing. Mm. I'm not an accessory. Uh, and, you know, like, I, there's more to me than my homosexuality yeah. and I think there's just like I think this is just so good to be aware of these little things that we can just cut out of our you know of the way that we speak to people and address people mm -hmm. um and and like I think one important note as we're talking about this like we talked about it earlier is that 
all of us are in some way guilty of some kind of microaggression. And just to, if someone tells you, hey, that that hurt, that stung, like, just listen to them. Mm -hmm. Don't get defensive about it. Like, just take it as an opportunity to learn and grow. Exactly. And, yeah. I think because, like, we have to, I think, and I understand why people get defensive about it because nobody especially nobody who listens to this type of podcast wants to be called racist or homophobic or anything like that. So when somebody comes to you and says, oh, that was like a racist thing that you said, you're like, no, it can't be that I'm a racist person. But like, I think we just have to like distinguish between like how we are as people and like unskillful behaviors. Yeah. So you need to be okay with like unlearning things and okay, I did this bad thing, but I'm just not going to do it anymore. And mm -hmm. it doesn't, it's not necessarily a stain on your character. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I understand also that that's really hard. I find that challenging. Yeah, I definitely do too. I think maybe that's why we're so scared to talk about these things. Yeah. But like, I would much rather be brave and like talk and mm. and get it wrong and be corrected yeah. than like not. And like have, if someone comes to you and tells you, you know, that offended me, think of it as just like, that person is looking out for you in a way yeah. like they have your back like they're gonna let you know they're not gonna you're not gonna continue going around saying things like this to other people and hurting other people yeah. so just like more like be thankful that the person actually you know was willing because it's uncomfortable for them to have to confront you about it in the first place so definitely like just to be like wow thanks for confronting and telling me like exactly and that's exactly like i heard someone say like when somebody calls you out for something rather than saying sorry say Thank you for correcting me. Yeah. Because like if you say sorry, then the other person's like, it's okay. Like the, the response is like, okay, it's okay. Don't mm -hmm. worry. But maybe it's not okay. No. But if you say, okay, thank you for correcting me, then like, then you're okay. Then I don't know. Yeah. I just think that's a nice way to like manage that interaction. Mm -hmm. Also, if it's like your friend, yeah. it kind of opens up like in the future, if you make some mistakes, you know, they're going to feel free like be wanting to tell you and mm -hmm. let you know but if you make them feel guilty about them telling you they're probably not going to ever correct you again correct you on that again yeah exactly and like i feel like none of us really want to be offensive and racist so like we should welcome these corrections because like you said like imagine going out into the world and you're saying something that like is really offensive and you like you don't want that for yourself so no and then one last thing like mm -hmm. i can just like hear like people saying, you know, oh, you can't say anything anymore. <laughs> Those people, yeah. No. yeah it's I like, can hear it as well. Yeah, it's like... what? And like, I've heard it many times, yeah, actually. People talk about, like, the woke police and, you know, mm -hmm. all of these things. And, like, I think that's, like, a really frustrating thing to hear. Um, because, of course, you can say exactly what you want. If you want to go around serving microaggressions to everyone, True. <laughs> go for it. Yeah. But, like... It's just, I think, the value of having these conversations is that just then know that that's what you're doing. Exactly. And if you want to, if you want to, like, hurt people as, if you, if you, if your aim is to, like, hurt as few people as possible, then it's, like, something that you can think about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think we, luckily, most of us are evolving mm -hmm. and having an open mind to you know, these topics and discussing it and not being scared, hiding mm -hmm. away from it. So we have talked about this behind closed doors or yeah. not on microphone yeah, yeah. <laughs> before. Um, but we felt like this, there was a need to, you know, discuss it a bit further and like open up 
the discussion for others as well mm-hmm. and like clarify some definitions that maybe are not as clear as, as most people think they think, think exa- they would be. Exactly. We wow. we are all like in a situation where we can grow and be better. Exactly. I think. And we all have to take, I think, personal responsibility for doing that learning and doing that growing. Mm-hmm. It's not on other people to teach us about these things. I think like we should all be doing our best at least to engage with these issues and yeah and learn and grow from them and be able to take criticism and you know be able to call our friends out it's a friendly thing to do you know yeah um so we hope that this has been helpful if somebody feels really passionate about this and is an expert on these topics and wants to come on the podcast like we are all ears all ears for that Mm -hmm. and would really Love, not that it's your job to educate us, but, no. <laughs> but, but if you would like to. But we think it's important and we think that people listening to this podcast are interested in it and mm-hmm. have are similar minded like us. So mm-hmm. yeah. And are receptive and excited Recept- to exactly. grow and change. Yeah. So, so on that note, yes. we will call it a day. <laughs> we will call it a day. <laughs> uh, thank you for tuning in again uh, and we will see you next time. <laughs>